0: And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome
1: to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I am your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is about how to be happy. How to be happy is an amazing theme for this podcast episode. And it's even better if it works for you and you get happy too, and you want to be happy now, so keep on listening because this particular episode is exciting. I see puppies running around right now, I see friends walking puppies, dogs down the street. What a great day this is! Oh my gosh, okay, why am I so happy? Well, I actually wasn't until I decided well, I was okay, I was all right i'll just I was just as is just normal just default, I guess, just chilling, getting ready, just got done uh, doing some consulting calls, got a little break here, gonna go do some more consulting calls this evening, so you know, in the meanwhile, I'm doing some podcasting, that makes me pretty happy, and the theme today, how to be happy, is important, because many of us want to be happy, and yet, for many people, it is slightly out of reach, sometimes, 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 it's a big thing happiness this happiness idea and it's different for everybody right what does it mean to be happy what makes you happy may not be what makes me happy and what makes me happy may not make you happy and so this definition and uh it's subjective right I'm not going to say like hey do this thing specifically and you'll be happy because I don't know that that's true I don't want to say that you could always be happy or that you should always be happy either. That's another part that that I want to point out here is, you know, sometimes it's okay to not be happy. And I think that that is uh, one of those things that gets – we have this unrealistic expectation, I think, sometimes as a society, as a culture, as, uh, you know, a lot of it is just talking heads, I think, and gurus and people selling things. I sell things, too. I'm not, not dissing anybody who sells things. Friend, don't you dare try to go around me and pass right here. Thank you. And um, that's uh, that's okay, you know, for them to say that. And they're trying to help a lot of these people. Some of them are just scammy, but some, most of them believe that what they're saying is good and useful and helpful. And yet, sometimes it could have maybe less than awesome results. So this idea that's like, hey, positive thinking, have a positive mental attitude, just be happy, just be awesome, everything's awesome, ah! You know, uh, my oldest and I, we watched the Lego movie recently, and it was awesome. It was hilarious. I was really impressed with how cool and funny and awesome it was, and he loved it too, so we had a great time. And there's this... uh, part where he, the guy is reading this self-help book that, so it's a lego guy and he's reading this self-help book and he's like you know the the book is it's, it's exactly what i'm talking about and i didn't plan to talk about this is if you've been listening to the show at all you probably figured out that i don't always have it all planned out in fact most of the time i don't i have a, a talking point a bullet point maybe two that i'm trying to hit But then the rest of it is just kind of how it flows. So this particular thing just kind of came to me. So think about, um, you know, positive self-help and gurus and stuff. And so it's very stereotypical, right? It's so stereotypical that it appeared in this Lego movie where the guy's reading the book and everybody else in town seems to be reading the same book. They're all drinking the Kool-Aid and uh, self-help and um, positive mental attitude. And so he's going through the, um, you know, the whole like – Perfect world, the house with the white picket fence and you know, two point three kids. He didn't have all that, but it was you know very cookie cutter, right? Everything's just kind of cookie cutter. He gets in line at the coffee place, he gets to the front of line, and they're like, "That's gonna be thirty seven dollars for that cup of coffee." And he's like, "There's a moment of like, you got to be kidding me, like that's insane." But then he remembers, like, "Oh, got to be positive." And you just see it happen in an instant, where it's like, "Awesome." And you know, the, and meanwhile they're blasting this music, and the th- the theme song is like, "Everything is awesome, everything is cool when you're part of a team, right?" And it's, and he's just like buying into it, right? And and it's awesome for him in the moment. He's super happy about it. He's happy. He's paying thirty. He just paid thirty-seven dollars for a cup of coffee, and yet he's happy because that's what he believes. He should be. He believes everything is awesome. That's what this book is saying. That's what everybody's saying. That's that's uh, the whole thing. So that's part of the point, I think, is that we get a say and determine whether something is awesome or not. Is this happy? Is this not happy? I don't know. It is what you make it. It just is, right? You could just say it it is what it is and not label it happy or sad or other. You could just let it be. And there is, uh, I think, a lot of value in that sometimes, right? Because when we label something now all of a sudden it, it it kinda has the power to make us feel a certain way. If we have some scenario happen to us and we say, Ah, that sucks. That's horrible. Oh what a shame. Well, how are we gonna look at that that scenario? Are we gonna look back with positive memories of it? Are we gonna feel good when we think about it? Or are we gonna say, Oh man, that's we're we're gonna, you know, be worried about it or Try to avoid it and if that ties into something that is an ongoing thing or maybe it's connected to a person in some way how might that affect our relationship with that person on an unconscious level and or a conscious level right if we start labeling things and we all do this to a degree to varying degrees for different situations our unconscious mind is very good at this we have all sorts of things being labeled and chopped up and organized in our minds, if we're not aware of these things, then we start to, you know, have certain preferences. We start to have, you know, certain stereotypes that we maybe don't even realize we have, right? Certain biases. And this is, you know, with some things, maybe it's not that big deal. With other things, maybe it's a very big deal. So being happy, there's a large part of it that is us choosing to be happy, right? Us choosing that the glass is half full instead of half empty. And by saying that that's what's going on and saying that, hey, I'm happy, I love this, I appreciate this, to a certain degree, we are programming ourselves to be happy about that, to enjoy it, to appreciate it, to attract more of that. And yet, there's these other times where, and this is, I guess, the other side of the coin that I want to also talk about. Where it's also not always happy, and it doesn't do us good to be looking at something that is maybe not making us actually happy, but trying to lie to ourselves and say that we feel great about it, or that it's awesome, or, you know, when it actually isn't, right? To put on a smiling face, to keep your chin up, even if, when it's something's cruddy all over. So it's okay sometimes to not be happy, okay? So, But let's say you want to choose to be happy. What kind of things can you actually do? Are there steps? Is there a process to becoming happy that does not include medication? And I'm not a doctor or a psychologist or anything like that, right? So take this for what it is, just some dude podcasting from his car sitting in traffic. about to do a public service announcement because that makes me happy to feel like I might have some kind of positive impact on somebody out there listening. So my public service announcement is to please use your blinker while you're driving. If you drive, use your blinker. Use your turn signal. Let people know what you are going to do so that they can drive accordingly so we can all get to our destination safe and flowingly. And that makes us all happy, doesn't it? I get so happy when I'm waiting to make a right turn and I see some car coming, you know, from my left so i live in in the u.s so we drive on the right side of the road here and and uh that's yeah and so if i'm trying to make a right turn i'm looking to my left and i'm seeing cars come at me i don't know if they're going to make a right turn at my intersection or if they're going to you know go through so i can't just i don't want to just pull out in front of them so i'm a nice driver i'm considerate like that of other motorists on the on the uh way here And if I see somebody and it looks like they're coming at me, but I can't tell, you know, if they're slowing down or going fast or what. And I got to wait. I got to wait. I got to wait. And are they here yet? No, they're not here yet. Oh, should I turn? No, I can't. Now they're almost here. What? Are they going to turn? Oh, they turned. They turned. That whole time I've been sitting here looking directly at them, waiting for a freaking sign. What are you going to do, friend? What are you going to do? You're driving. Hopefully, you're not looking at your darn phone texting. Let me know if you're going to turn. By all means, please. My time is valuable to me, and if my time isn't valuable to you, I can understand, but don't be a freaking jerk. Like, Pay attention, right? That does not make me happy. Do I sound happy even just thinking about this situation right now? No, I sound freaking furious because this stuff drives me crazy, but I let it go. I'm happy. I don't want to be happy, right? If I hold on to it. How, uh, like even if you you could even hear it in my voice probably how tense just making up this example gets me right how freaking like if you could see me and all of the muscles that were flexed while I was just going through this example just the visualization and the imagining of it was already causing tension in my body that was a, a psychosomatic reaction that just occurred you could probably hear the tension in my vocal cords and my voice and my face as i was getting freaking upset and I'm clenching my fist as I'm imagining these people that don't use their freaking blinkers it's insane right it's insane it's so easy to do and uh, of course we don't always all remember and I'm sure there's been times I spaced out and haven't done it and somebody's been looking at me like Winston our guy stranger guy over there who's driving not using his blinker use your darn blinker and then I would feel dumb so forgive and forget, right? It's okay, friend. I'm not holding it against any of us, right? Just one of those things, but we can, we, there's maybe some room for improvement for some of us where we could use a little bit more. Yeah, I'm talking to that. Not you. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. Blink it. Blink it, friend. Use your blinker. You'll feel happy. You'll think of this and you'll think, man, Winston be so proud of me. Don't I feel good? Don't I feel happy? What a great episode this was, huh? Don't we already feel better? Just thinking about how nice it is when somebody uses their blinker for us. So that same car, I'm sitting at that same intersection. I'm ready to go to someplace important. So that's why I do. I go important places, and I'm I'm going there on a timeline. And and there's that car coming, and I'm looking at them, and they're looking at me. And this time, they're 50 yards down the road, 100 yards down the road, quarter mile down the road. And they they turn on that sweet, blinky light, and it tells me, yes, this person is awesome. Freaking love this person. So happy right now. I get a turn, and I know I'm not going to get rear-ended most likely because this person notified me that they're planning on making a right turn. And they just saved me, I don't know how much time in reality, maybe only five seconds, maybe only a second. But in my mental time space, that was like 10 hours. It saved me 10 freaking hours of mental anxiety and stress. Isn't that considerate? Don't you wish more people would do that? I do. Share this episode. Share share all my episodes with friends. Get it out there. Get the message out there. Happiness. That's what we serve up fresh here every day at the Find Your Flow podcast. So what with us all being so happy here now that we've saved the world one blink at a time, what else makes you happy, you know? What do you feel good about, friend? What makes you feel like you've accomplished something amazing? Or maybe you didn't even have to do anything. You could just be amazing. I just, you know what I just happened right as I said that? I got a, I got a motorcycle who, who gave me the peace sign. Why? Because as I'm driving down the freeway, I'm paying attention, friends. I'm not on my darn phone. I am, but I've got the hands free. So I'm legal like that. I obey the laws. This isn't preachy. This is just so that you know I'm not sitting here podcasting, holding a phone up to my head. I do have a hands-free, really nice mic, so it sounds good, hopefully. And I'm doing this responsibly. I'm paying attention. I see a motorist, uh, a motorcyclist coming up in the rear view. What do I do? I scoot over scoot over, so that 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 motorcycle friend can make his way safely home or wherever he's going. And you know what? He was happy. How do I know? Because he gave me the peace sign. I moved out of the way for him he didn't give anybody else a peace sign that's okay they're they're maybe not as is paying attention as I am or they don't know that that's kind of a cool thing to do move out of the way for for motorcyclists but that's okay made me feel happy happened to happen right as I was talking about being happy and being nice on the road and let's be honest too friends I, I think a big stressor for a lot of us these days I mean I live in San Diego so we deal with this stuff all the darn time um, if you're in L.A. or New York or any major city, and probably even many other smaller cities these days, we got traffic, like pretty much not 24-7 here. Thank goodness we're not L.A. yet, but we get it decently bad, right? And that, for a lot of people, is stressful. It's uh, You know, it just is. It just is. You got to be paying attention. You got jerky people sometimes, people that don't use their blinkers. Like, this guy that just pulled in front of me to give me an example, but he did it okay. He was far enough ahead. It wasn't a big deal. But that, you know, that kind of thing can really stress people out, right? And we've all been there. Let's not lie. So if we're in that mode, you know, how can we start to be happy? Well, maybe we could just start using our blinker. Winston, that's stupid. That's not going to make me happy. You know what? I almost said something mean. I almost got snarky with you, friend. I'm not gonna do that to you, 'cause if you're, because if you, <laughs> if you know me though, you know you know where that was going. But we're not we're not that guy today. We're the nice guy, 'cause we're sensitive. 'Cause the reality is, I don't know I don't know you and where you're at right now, and none of us do, right? I'm happy right now while I'm making this podcast. As soon as I hang this thing up and I'm home, and the kids are running around. And I still got a couple calls to do. It, my mistake could very well change quickly. I'm not cautious, right? I got to practice my uh, being happy and being calm, which it was the uh, recent podcast I did. Got to practice my, my moves. So let's go over a quick few ones uh, before we wrap up the, the episode today. Some actionable steps here to start to feel more happy. Affirmations step one I am happy. I'm happy. I feel great. I feel great. I feel alive, excited, full of energy, and I feel great. I feel great. I feel great. I feel great. I feel happy. Say it with me. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. Just say it over and over. Mix it up. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. I feel great. I feel great. I feel great. This is this is fantastic. I'm having a great day. Now, again, if depending on if you're having a cruddy day and you're hearing me sound like as happy and excited as I am sounding right now, then you may be saying, "Dude, this guy's like way out of. He's whatever, right?" there's you you, we may be way out of alignment and this message may be too far out of uh out of your reach that's a a possibility right if you're down you're depressed maybe something bad happened um that is you know again mostly subjective but objectively maybe a thing that's a rough horrible thing doesn't mean that you can't feel sad or horrible or regretful or you know any of those quote-unquote negative type feelings that's that's not the case i'm not trying to mask it right i don't want you to feel like that's that it's wrong or not okay okay that's important It's important to feel those things and experience them and uh then there's parts where it's like, well, maybe we're just got into a bad mood or not a happy mood because we weren't guarding our minds, we weren't guarding our energy, you know there's things that happen that are trying to take our energy if we're not cautious and people and you know they're not even doing it on purpose I'd say ninety eight percent of the time, right people are not consciously trying to sap your energy, but it's just default it's the default world that we live in and so if we're not aware of it then we get sucked into it and that could quickly take our energy and make us feel drained and are tired or cranky or reactive and you know all these things that are not necessarily happy so first world of being happy is start to consciously reach toward happiness um, you know saying affirmations I feel happy I feel great faking it a little bit not faking it crazy, uh, you know, the faking it crazy part can be helpful, but again, I just want to, and it's, you know, it's tough to say because I'm not here in a session with you and talking to you and checking in with you in real time, but, you know, you got to kind of go with it as best you can, and if you have help or a professor or somebody that can help you, then, you know, go go for it, make it happen. So that's it, friends. That's um, I guess that's really only one action step. Uh, action item two would be some some breathing, you know, and your posture would be number three. Your your physical state that's going to definitely impact your mental state, right? Mind, body, all, spirit, all this stuff connects. So breathe in. Make sure you're getting lots of oxygen, not just in the the upper lungs where your shoulders go up, breath, but in the the lower, deeper breath, which is down in your diaphragm where your stomach sticks out, and Make sure that you uh, you could sit on the edge of your seat. You could be standing up, looking in the mirror, doing power stances and power um, poses, flexing. That's a real thing. Look at yourself in the mirror and smile. This has been scientifically proven. I can proudly say by uh, University of California, Go Bears, um, that looking in the mirror and smiling is actually therapeutic and has um, proven to increase people's happiness. So that was the the hidden gem, the uh, the big last one. I didn't even know I was gonna talk about that, but thank goodness it came in right before the buzzer for this episode. So um, if nothing else, practice that every day. Look in the mirror and smile, and that will seriously help you. Combine that with affirmations, I'm happy, I feel great, I feel great, I feel fantastic, I'm happy, I'm positive, I feel fantastic, you know, boom, just you're programming your mind, you're programming your body with your power stances and smiling in the mirror, you are giving signals to your unconscious mind that you are happy and that you feel great so it starts to produce more happiness and feeling great things in you and around you and attracting that into your reality and experience, it becomes a feedback loop and a self-fulfilling prophecy, go out and be happy, friend, and until next time, be flowing. Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow Radio Show Podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is How to Network. How to Network. So, networking is a big, important concept, it is a big business can be big for your business if you are an entrepreneur or business owner and I get questions about this one uh, a good amount so I want to be sure to do an episode about it. So in case you're new to the podcast, I um, I am a an internet marketing consultant by day. That's my day job. I consult primarily to real estate investors to be able to um, grow their business online, to build their presence to build their lead generation systems to boost their credibility and visibility so that is what i do so i I work with business owners all across the united states on a daily basis and so there's certain questions that come up that i like to address on this podcast as part of the cash flow part of this podcast and uh, i'd like to share them with you my listeners who are awesome and who i sincerely appreciate so i want to provide value for you so this networking thing right is um it can be very powerful and it can also be a complete and total waste of time if we're being honest i see a lot of time wasted i don't personally network that much anymore um because i don't like going out if we're being honest i don't like socializing very much i don't like going to networking events pretty much at all um i've done it plenty so i'm not just you know this isn't theory this is my own experience that i'm sharing an experience of students that I've worked with that have shared their experience with me that I'm relating to you. So that's kind of the idea that I wanted to start the podcast with is this idea of networking and how do we do it right? How do we get value from it? Well, the first thing to get clear about is what are are your goals? What are your networking goals? And I find a lot of people just aren't very clear about what they're trying to accomplish with networking. They feel like if they just go out and just be seen at all these events, then it just magically all comes together. And sometimes it kind of almost does, but you got to know what you're kind of trying to do, right? And so, um, you know, you're trying to just meet a bunch of people. You're trying to get your brand some exposure. You're trying to get referrals. You're trying to, um, you know, what what are you there for? You're just trying to make friends. We see people just—they just just want friends. They don't have anybody to talk to, so they go to networking meetings and just try to talk people's ear off. And you, you know, and then you have people that are just trying to shove business cards down your throat. Um, you know, the kind of the cliche, but also slash stereotypical uh, example is kind of that insurance agent that you meet at a maybe at a party, right? You're a social event. And uh, before you even finish, you know, introducing yourself to this person, they're already shoving a business card in, in your hand and like, hey, I'm so-and-so or, you know, um, buy this insurance. And uh, nobody really appreciates that, right? That's not a great way to earn somebody's business. Now, yeah, you do this to enough people, you put enough business cards in enough hands, you'll probably get some business. It's a numbers game, right? That's an important element of this whole thing, too. And yet there are ways to be more targeted than just blindly blasting everybody you meet with a business card because not everybody is a good client for you. So this comes the first big bullet point, the first big huge even, dare I say, idea around this networking thing is not everybody is a ideal client for you. And this is such a huge huge misconception that so many business owners have so many entrepreneurs just get this horribly wrong and it costs them dearly so this is a big one take notes if you're not already one of the biggest mistakes so it goes a little something like this goes a little something like this so let's say I'm at a business networking meeting and we're trying to, you know, we're, we're just meeting people. We're socializing, networking, right? We're networking. All right, hey, I'm Winston. Um, you know, I'm a business uh, con- coaching consultant. I help online marketers. I help um, real estate investors get their online web presence uh, going so that they can earn more business and leads on using online resources. Okay, that might be my elevator pitch, something like that. And then, uh, the other person, and, and, you know, the other person, let's say they're a, uh, uh, they're a carpet cleaner. Okay. Just making this up. Carpet cleaner. Cool. Um, I'm a carpet cleaner. I clean carpets and, um, and also beds and pillows and anything that I can put this vacuum thing on and clean it. Great. Awesome. Who's your ideal client, Mr. or Mrs. Carpet Cleaner? Oh, anybody with floors. Really? So, if I got a referral, my cousin out in Florida, across the country, I don't have any cousins out there, but that's the farthest place I can think of in the U.S., you're going to go out there and clean their carpets? Oh, no, no, um, you know, they should be, they got to be closer than that. Oh, okay, so my uh, friend up in uh, Oregon, they're they are a lot closer. They're, you know, on this side of the U.S. No, no, uh, somebody in in San Diego oh, okay, so not everybody with a floor, right? You see how we just whittled that down from like 99% of the nation to like, you know, I, I, 2%, yeah, that's not horrible math, right? California, I don't know the populations, but you know, this state or, or this county, I just narrowed it way down, right? And that's kind of a silly Example, but not really because this is something that I hear all the time. <laughs> it's like, well, who, you know, who's a good resource? Or who's a good referral for you? Oh, anybody who breathes air and has carpet. Yeah, obviously not people who live in other states. Obviously not people who live even in other counties because you're not willing to go to Orange County from or LA County from San Diego. You're not going to make any money. So it's got to be people within, let's say, you know, 15 miles of you, maybe 30 miles of you. Okay, great, so this person I know they've got a they've got a one bedroom apartment that they rent, and uh you know it's five hundred square feet, and they want their carpet cleaned, and they're thirty miles away. Here's a referral oh well, you know i I don't do well, I can't do it you know, I'm not gonna make any money there's only only five hundred square feet I can only charge them you know twenty bucks, and you know by the time I drive it's already it's not even gonna fill my tank, oh okay, so you've got a minimum size of the floor that you need to make it worth your while or a certain number of rooms. And uh, that may vary by distance, but let's keep it simple. So if you see what I'm doing here, it's I'm starting to get much more clear about what actually is a good referral for this person. And again, many business owners go about this completely wrong. They're so scared of turning away business that they cast too wide a net. They cast a uh, huge net thinking like oh, I don't want to miss anybody I don't want to you know so I'll give in a, a real life example of one guy who um is, I don't know why it's, it's my favorite example um but this guy who I knew through a uh, networking man, real nice guy you know nothing against him personally but it just illustrates this idea well I think so he um was selling air filters uh air filtration units so I ask him, you know, we're doing our elevator pitches, and I get to the part where I say, okay, well, who's a good referral for you? And he says, oh, anybody who breathes air. Really? Anybody who breathes air. So you're going to ship this thing to Uganda? No, no, Any, we, you know, we only ship to the United States. Okay, so anybody who breathes air in the United States? Yep, yep, that's us. Okay, great. So, um, you know, that little two-year-old uh, that was on the news over in, you know, the is all an orphan and has no money you're gonna you're gonna sell them an air filter well no they gotta have parents you know okay so somebody who is maybe 18 um, yeah yeah okay so I got this 18 year old college kid they don't have a job they don't have a broke but they do breathe there they breathe air. I'll refer you right now well no because uh, you just give these things away right they're free these air filters no 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 Um, they gotta you know have jobs and stuff okay So this person who breathes air and could be anybody, but they should be over 18 and they should be in the United States and they should have enough money to actually pay for this thing, right? So, again, totally ridiculous example. Um, And yet this happens all the time. So we're getting more and more clear. Finally, we get down to the point where it's like, okay, they got to be, you know, uh, probably 18 is probably too young to buy this high-end air filtration system. So let's focus on people who – actually maybe uh, are a little bit more established because this thing's not cheap, right? This guy's not selling $5 air filters. He's selling like 100 uh, probably like $300, $500 units, right? So it's got to be some people who are pretty serious about the quality of their air. And so who's going to be that? Oh, people with maybe asthma or with some other kind of um, breathing challenge, right? Um, Severe allergies, this kind of thing. Uh, maybe they live in certain climates they find that in certain climates it's harder to uh, get clean air so you really got to have one of these kind of things oh maybe you could target geographically the folks that live in these areas so that you're not spending a gazillion dollars trying to get everybody who breathes air right so this kind of thinking is what we want to get clear about when we're networking who specifically do you want to talk to? Who is your ideal client? Who is your, if you're dating, maybe you're in the dating scene. Who do you want to meet? Oh, anybody who would just be nice to me or anybody with a good sense of humor. B.S. B.S. We all know that's not true, right? There's more to it than that. Anybody who can make me laugh. <laughs> no, you're lying. Get clear. If you don't know, then start making a list. Who do you not like? Who do you like? Why do you like them? Why do you not like them? What kind of things are important to you long-term? Or if you don't want a long-term relationship, you want something short-term, then add that to the list, right? You got to get clear about these things. So that way you're making the most value of your time and giving people an idea of who it is they're trying to connect you with. Because if you're too vague, then then they can never make any kind of connection. So it's very counterintuitive, this whole thing, for most people, I'd say the large majority of business owners, this is counterintuitive because, again, we we are scared generally to turn away business, right? And it's not until we really niche it down and get clear about who we're trying to meet or talk to that we actually become more attractive to that specific person or that specific niche. And if you know anything about marketing or sales, there's a pretty neat little quote or saying it goes the niches the riches sorry are in the niches the riches are in the niches when you get clear about who your target audience is your ideal client and you start to hone in on them with clarity and focus you are able to attract referrals you are able to attract them through law of attraction things just start to happen because of that clarity and that focus. So that's a big important lesson. Again, most people really mess this up. So when you're networking, get clear about who are you networking for? Who are you trying to reach? Who would you most like to talk to? And then keep it simple, super simple. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs, and this is one I'm hugely um, guilty of, is – you know, being a jack-of-all-trades, right? And not that there's anything wrong with that, but when you go and try to network with people and you're a jack-of-all-trades, it comes out a little something like this. I just made the most bizarre hand signal. Um, It goes a little something like this. Uh, Well, what do you, you know, oh, I do so-and-so. What do you do? Oh, well, what do you need? What do you need? I I do that too. Whatever you need, whatever's going to come out of your mouth next, pretty sure I do that awesomely. And or I know somebody who does that awesomely and I'll I'll connect you. And that's, you know, I can't diss it too much because, again, that's something I've been very guilty of. But at the same time, um, you know, it is what it is, right? And and so we want to get clear. Okay, I got 20 businesses. I can do anything. What is the thing that I want this person to remember me for? Because they only have so much real estate in their head for me. And if I'm not clear, if I'm too vague, then they're not going to – They're not going to put me in any boxes. I'm just going to be some floaty guy out there without any opportunity to gain referrals from them. And that's the whole point of the game of networking. So we want to get clear. We want to take up some real estate in their brain. And how do we do that? We get very clear and make it very simple for them to understand who is our person that we are looking for. Does that make sense? I hope so because that's a big one friend this is and this isn't me just making this up i've researched this a lot i've read books on it and and been members of bni for for a number of years business networking international and i've gone to some other networking groups and learned from them as well so this is tried and true practices i hope that you uh get some value out of that so until next time my friend go out network be awesome and be flowing
0: Hi friend, Winston here. Thank you for listening to the Find Your Flow podcast. I really appreciate you spending time here. So I want to hook you up with some free stuff from the Find Your Flow shop and uh, some awesome discounts. So go ahead over to findyourflow.com forward slash podcast VIP. That's podcast VIP as in very important person as you are to me for being a subscriber to the podcast on your favorite listening station, such as iTunes or Spotify or whatever. And I appreciate you so much for listening go there put in your name and email address find your flow.com forward slash podcast vip and i will send you some cool stuff thank you again friend for listening take care and back to the show well thanks for listening friend by the way do you have a story that you would like to share with other flowers maybe you'd like to put it in a book well Go to findyourflow.com forward slash club and learn how you can publish your own book or become a published author in the Find Your Flow book series. Simply go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club, all one word, and be sure to join the free Facebook group while you're at it. Thanks, friend. And until next time, be flowing.